Bishop Dr. Michael Hutton Wood, the Senior Pastor of House of Judah, UK, the Happy Church, presents six dynamic life-changing books that will catapult you to higher heights entitled Success Has No Uncles, 12 Cancers to Avoid at All Costs in Leadership, Ministry, and Management. You have only one life. Make it count. Understanding and releasing the power of first fruit offerings and tithes. Invoking the incredible power of altars and sacrifices. Forgive, but don't forget. Success is self-determined. Success consists of little daily efforts. And failure consists of little daily neglects. Daniel said, I understood by books. No matter what life throws at you, stay focused and keep moving through relevant and current information. These books are definitely a must for your library. Order your copies today by calling or visiting our website www.housejitter.org.uk or using the information on your screen. So today we are speaking on five principal responsibilities of fathers. Among others, there are many responsibilities of fathers. To be a man is not a joke. I said to be a man is not a joke. To be a man is not a joke. Being male is by birth, but being a man is by choice. So, to be a man, is, to be a woman is not a joke, but what I'm saying is Adam was the one put in charge of the garden to make sure everything goes well. When things went wrong in the garden, God did not ask Eve. As important and as supportive as he was, it was the man who was put in charge. When I say in charge, I don't mean control. I mean responsible. So, men have a huge responsibility and fathers have a huge responsibility. I believe you are aware, last year, by this time, I was teaching on women become men when men stop being men. You remember that title? Yeah. All those who remember, if you say amen, I'll give you amen. Say amen. Women become men when men stop being men. So women become men or assume the roles of men when men don't take their full responsibility or their, take their duties seriously. Amen. So God put Adam in charge of the garden. So when he came, he says, Adam, where are thou? Where are you, Adam? Where is the father? Where is the man? To be a man is by choice. And be a man doesn't mean um, being, uh, it's not about beard, it's not about mustache, it's about Assuming responsibilities. Every man has five roles. He's a man. He's a husband. If he chooses to marry, he's a father. If he chooses to have children, he's a king. And he's a priest. Every woman is a woman. He's a mother. He's a wife. He's a mother. He's a queen. And he's an intercessor. Those are our roles. Amen. So, today we want to look at the role, the responsibilities of fathers. Now, please write this down. I'm going to give you some headlines and then explain as we go along. Uh, if we can put the, the responsibilities on the screen for them as we go. Fatherhood is not a title. It's a responsibility. You are not a father because you give birth to a child. You are a father because you give birth to a child and are taking care of the child. Not took care of the child. Are taking care of the child. And also before I came, I was told to tell us, every man or father who, um, any relationship that is in separation or is in divorce, uh, your, your, whatever happened for the separation, whether the man has an issue with the woman and the woman has an issue with the man, the children are not the issue. So if you are separated, please 
Fathers, take care of your children. I was told to mention it online for everyone to understand. The fact that you are separated or divorced doesn't mean you are divorced from your children. Your children carry your DNA. Yeah. The children carry your DNA. So, whatever happened, that's between you and the lady or the gentleman. But fathers, take take good care of your children. Spiritually, financially, mentally. Take time. Take them out. Fulfill your role as a father, as you're going to see today. You have five major roles, among many others. Among many others. So, the fact that you are separated or divorced doesn't mean the children should pay the penalty for that. My wife and I paid that penalty, and I'm sure there are many other stories. So we decided, no matter what happens, we will stay hooked. We will work through the ignorance and the, all the mistakes, but these children will not suffer for our mistakes or for our disagreements. Are you understanding? So the children must be taken care of. So gentlemen, receive grace both in the house and those online across the nations. Are you clapping? Are you thanking God? For we are the light of the world. We must show them the way. Amen. So, fatherhood is not a, respons- it's not a title. It's a responsibility. So, you give birth to the child, whether you are together or not, that's your child, or those are your children. So, you are responsible for those children. <laughs> and if... If divorce came in, then that means alimony must also factor. You must give something to the woman if she wants it. Amen. Then number two, fathers are appointed by God. Nothing takes God by surprise. If even a child came through, whatever, fathers are appointed by God to father the child. They are, they are not voted into power. They are not, nobody gets and says, I vote Mr. Gabby to be my father. No, you don't vote. It's, 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 it's by appointment that these children came through him. You understand? It's appointed. God foreknew ahead of time that my children will be my children. So, so when you understand that you don't sack a father, <laughs> I sack you from being a father. <laughs> he didn't vote me, so you can't sack me. Amen. Is understanding coming. We are the mouth of wisdom. So we are approaching everything from the angle of divine wisdom. Not, not earthly wisdom. Not common sense. Not just intellectual wisdom. Which has a part to play. Number three. Fathers are not voted into, into fatherhood or power at home. They are chosen and appointed. Then number four. This is a good one. Fathers are not perfect. Fathers are not perfect. Now I want you to really pay attention Fathers are not perfect, so don't look for perfection or criticize or look for faults or despise their imperfections. Because if you are not a father yet, you become a father or a mother one day, or a grandfather or grandmother one day, and you don't want, you don't want to let your criticism of them meet you in the future. Because you, everything you criticize a father of or a mother of, one day you will get there. Just like people who criticize their mother until they push, they are about to push babies out, then they discover, I need to appreciate this woman. And I've come to discover of 60 years, I need to, Bible says, uh, he who sows the wind shall reap the whirlwind. So if you sow criticism, you reap criticism somewhere along the line. Sometimes you don't understand why a biological father, a biological mother, or destiny, or spiritual father or mother does what they does. 
But 60 years has taught me that anything you criticize someone for, you will do the same and worse. Yeah, in life, I mean, if you live long for a while, you'll discover that what goes round comes round. After what you sow is what you reap. So that's why Bible Jesus said, judge not, so as not to ju- not to be judged. Because you don't know the circumstance. Like if you hear somebody's divorced, please don't put your mouth in it. When you hear somebody divorced or separated, don't do it. You have to behave as if you haven't heard. <laughs> Look, you are not there. I'm sure it is. You are not sure of anything. Please, 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 don't do it. Don't, when people are divorced or separated or fighting or, no, no, don't, don't, keep out of it. There's his side, there's her side, there's their side, and there's the truth. Four sides, his side, her side. Their side, the public, and the truth. You need the truth. Amen. If they open up and tell you. So, 60 years has taught me, judge not so as not to be judged. Then number five, Fathers must be honored for blessings to flow from them downward. Ephesians chapter 6, 1 to 3, he says, Honor your father and your mother. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. That's your spiritual parents. And he says, Honor your father and your mother. Now, did you, did you notice that in Ephesians 3, he didn't say, Honor your perfect father. He didn't say, Honor your perfect parents. He said, Just honor them and obey your spiritual parents, which are your pastors. This is the commandment that carries a promise that it will be well with you and you will live long on the earth. Are you there? Now, whether your father took care of you or not, respect them. Honor them. Whether they took care of you or they didn't. My father was not available all the time or most of the time. But I can't criticize my father. He did what he did at the time, based on what he knew. You know, when I was very young, 12 years, 11 years, all the things I was hearing about my father, and I was saying all kind of funny things. Everything I said I won't do that my father did, I did, and did worse. Everything I said, I even changed my name from Michael Wood to Hudson Wood. He gave me the Hudson, so at least God has forgiven me. He gave, my grandfather gave me Hatton in the middle. So my name was originally Michael Sandy Kofi Wood. Then my grandfather added Hatton. So I changed, I, I created a new genealogy when I got born again to create a new Hatton Wood class. But everything I said, he didn't do this, he didn't do this. Me too, in the beginning, I was doing the same. Until I asked for repentance. Then I started not repeat. You repeat history if you criticize those who are in, who were in history. <laughs> I'm telling you, you will do it. Let me say, if I was in his shoe, I won't do it. Shalev, you are in that shoe. You will walk like the way. When you see somebody walking some way, don't criticize. Maybe the, the problem is with the shoe. If you are in that shoe, which is a quant, you will walk the same. Why is your sister walking that way? Check the shoe. So, if you are not in that shoe, you can, it's easy to talk. But when you find us, you see, you are walking, instead of going straight, you are walking sideways. This lady. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the story properly. Something about somebody who used to fry, her mother used to fry uh, something in the frying pan. 
And when she grew up, she was doing the, the same size. And he asked her, why did you say my mother did it? He said, your mother did it because her frying pan was small. You have a larger frying pan, so spread it. Do the omelets. You never know. Look at your neighbor and say, don't judge me. You never know. Shout amen. Then, are you getting something? Wisdom. Divine, everybody say divine wisdom. Yes, I'm telling you. Fathers, number, number six. Fathers are life sources. Fathers are what? Life sources. So they give life. Uh, men produce sperm. Women produce eggs. So the source of life for a child is in the sperm of the husband. So men are life sources. So anytime you criticize a father, you are criticizing a life source so you don't attract life. It's understanding in the house. So fathers are life sources so you're honoring them increases your lifespan whether they took care of you or not. If you hear the story of Joyce Meyer, her father molested her when she was young, several times. And when she got born again, she, she was holding some form of bitterness and unforgiveness against the father. And one day God came to her and said, forgive him. He said, never. And then God went on and said, buy him a house. He said, devil, I bind you. The man molested me when I was young. Several, I should buy him a house. He said, if you want your ministry to thrive and everything to go, I said, buy him a house. And then set the budget aside to take care of him until he dies. Ah. Until she did. Nothing was happening. And when she started doing it, the man got born again. And before the father died, he was saved and was serving God. Don't look at their history. Do what is right. Your clapping has gone. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. That's why you need grace and you need divine wisdom. So we're looking at a person who molested you almost all your, during your teenagehood. And God said, buy him a house, take care of him, set a budget, buy him a house close to somewhere around, a good one too, not uh, in the, in the. And God tells you to be kind to certain people. It doesn't make sense. He said, that's why you must walk by divine wisdom. Common sense will dispute it. Divine wisdom. <laughs> you can't father children without divine wisdom. Common sense alone is not, not, not going to work. Especially in this Britain, Western Hemisphere. Where most people's culture and beliefs and everything is based on West. You can't raise your child with Western philosophy, Eastern philosophy, Southern philosophy, or Northern philosophy. You must raise them with the Word. You must raise them by the Word. Train up a child in the way he should go. In these days, the children want to go the way they want to go. But the Bible says, train them the way they should, should go, should go. And he says, and when they grow up, oh, they will thank you for it. My children are thanking me. This morning, I was almost going to read. Son, let me read your text you sent me this morning. I don't cry often, but there, was, there were tears in my eyes. You made your father tearful a bit. Where is the text? My son. Where's my son? Happy Father's Day. And he added a picture of my, him, my rock uh, 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 my rock uh, uh, jumpers which my wife threw away. He said, this is embarrassing for a bishop to be wearing around the house. I'm going to new attitude. You are wearing this. They say, is that a bishop? 
They took a picture of that with Rai on my Rai Rai sitting on my, my lap and then Baba sitting at the back there playing. Happy Father's Day to the best father and granddad in the world. God bless you, Dad, for all your love, support, investment, and sacrifice that you have made and given to me and my sister. Truly proud to be named after you and to be your son. May God reward you and enlarge you on every side. Lots of love. Then I replied, I say a big amen, oh, and I'm honored to have both of you as my children and your children as my grandchildren. The best is coming. Thank you for allowing me to be part of your lives and your children. Because some people who allowed their father to be part of their grandchildren's life, they hijack them. They hoard them. Thank you for allowing me and us to be part of your children's life. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? This is family conversation here. Don't make it difficult for your, 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 your former husband to see the children or former wife to see the children. And don't make it difficult for fathers and mothers and grandfathers and mothers to see their grandchildren. There's something that it triggers in their life. Now, my wife, we are the only people in our house. Just the two of us. So once in a while when the children come, we feel rejuvenated. Not that spiritually we are not rejuvenated, but it kicks, it kicks in something. These people have forgot. Anytime my son visits, anytime my, son, my daughter-in-law visits, anytime my daughter visits, my son visits, we say, so they are married, they are engaged, but they haven't forgotten us. This is life. Gabby, what goes wrong comes wrong. We must always, be remember, we must always remember there's a tomorrow. <laughs> we won't be young forever. A time is coming to be just the two of you. Or when one passes, it's just you. If you have no visitors. So let's live our lives the way, like even church. Let's, let's behave as family. Yeah. As a pastor, every pastor of every church is God's appointed father over the church. And every pastor's wife, who is very spiritual and doesn't cause problems, is the mother of the church. Because we learn from Lighthouse that not every pastor's wife qualifies to call themselves first lady. But they are sometimes, some of them are the most troublesome. But thank God the one we have is a mother. I said, thank God that by the grace of God, the one we have has the heart of a mother. We are grateful to God for helping us. So, let's build this church as a family. Let's intensify our family traits. Shout amen. Because we are good people here. Nobody can compare to us. Maybe sometimes we think we are not, we are not, you know, we, 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 what's the word? We are not there. Or some way. There are some ways everywhere. We are all some ways, some ways. Some of us, sometimes we are the most difficult people. Pastors are the most difficult people to live with at home. But they are positive, spiritual, schizophrenics. But when they are charged in the spirit, God says, go to the Red Sea. That is something you can't tell your wife. Go and, uh, and sacrifice your son. He said, tell God to tell me. And then suddenly you come down to the earth realm. So they must know how to juggle and balance. One day you see me, I come to church, I'm so cool and preaching, something so fire. I said, what's wrong with this man? It's a schizophrenic something within the, the, uh, our assignment. Sometimes we are apostolic, sometimes we are fatherly, sometimes we are pastoral, sometimes we are teachers, sometimes we are evangelists, sometimes we are prophets. So, when you are, that's what I'm going to teach you about the, the fivefold ministry. And sometimes, in every man, there's an adult and a child. In every man, every husband, every father, there's an adult and there's a child. Are you all here? Sometimes you look at your husband, you're wondering, ah, surely. 
And suddenly you look at your wife and say, surely, surely. And the women are always double. Your clapping has gone. This is family. This is, we are having a family conversation. Today I'm not ministering as a pastor. I'm ministering as a father. It's Father's Day, isn't it? This is a happy pastor's day. It's happy father's day. We are keeping it real. Do you understand your husband all the time? Do you understand your wife all the time? Do you understand your children all the time? So they're British children. They have opinions about everything. Your clapping has gone again. <laughs> Even Baba has an opinion. Baba. Baba, tell it that off. You don't do it that way, that uh, granddad. You are funny, granddad. If you were in Africa, you tell your father he's funny. Thank God. Shall we carry on? <coughs> you will speak pepper, but thank God that. Kale, you want to say I'm funny? Just say it anytime. <laughs> Listen. Let your children be children when they are children. Don't force them to grow up too quickly. Kale, I'm saying something, so. <laughs> Allow your children to enjoy their childrenhood. Is there a word like that? Childhood. <laughs> Don't force them to grow up too quickly. Negatively. That's what I mean. Are you getting anything? Okay. Number seven. Training begins at home. From fathers. Instructions from, fa- from teachers. Listen to this one. Training begins at home from fathers. Fathers are primarily the trainers of the family. If you are a single parent, then you are both father and mother. So you receive double grace. That's why it must be in the book. Train, training, my, wife, my mother trained me by herself. Her mother trained her by herself. So when we started, we had to get back to the books to make sure we get it right. Training begins at home from fathers. Instructions, listen, instructions from school teachers. Churches, children's Sunday school teachers or relatives can only play a role, but they are not solely responsible for how our children turn out. Because they don't spend all the time with teachers. And they don't spend all the time with children's Sunday school teachers. How your children and my children turn out is based on their foundational training at home. So when we give them the right foundation, when they go to a, a school, they add to it to a certain dimension. Now listen to this shocking statement. Good schools don't produce good children. Good schools don't produce good children or good people. It's the foundation, not training at home, that does. Train up a child. Father, train up a child. This is a school, train up a child. Good schools don't produce good children. My children went to Ashburton. It was the most, both of them went to Ashburton. It was the most, most notorious of crime and drugs. And became head prefect, head girl, and what? Senior prefect. Ashburton. So it's not the school. It's what they knew before they went to school. <laughs> It is possible. And we are not talking about perfection here. Do your best with the word of God. And ask for grace daily. They are not perfect. Neither were we. What we knew we taught them with our poverty. 
Then number eight, fathers must lead by example because children learn more by example than by what we say. You say pray. You don't pray. You say they should pray. You say go to church. You don't go to church. You say they should go to church. You say they should tithe on their child benefit. They have seen your salary. You haven't tithe. How can they tithe when you are not tithing? You say witness. You don't witness. You say forgive your, your neighbor who bullied you in school. You, the whole neighborhood knows you are the main CCC. Can come cross contentious and what? CCQ. Quarrelsome. Your clapping has gone. I hope you are not the one. Clap so that we know that you are not CCQ. Children forgive. He <laughs> said, Every children they will tell you. But daddy, you have not forgiven. <laughs> you have not forgiven. Auntie Susie. It won't happen to us. Fathers must lead by example. Then fathers must command. Number nine, listen. Fathers must command their children. Not spoil them. Not suggest to them. Not advise them. Advice is good, but. Bible says you must command your children after God. If you don't advise your children. You command them with the scriptures in love. He said, this is what the Bible says. When we used to discipline our children, they say, you know you have done something you shouldn't do. He said, yes. You know the Bible says, spare the rod, spoil the child. He said, yes, daddy. So I'm going to smack you. He said, yes, daddy. Thank you. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. So, I, the other day, Pastor Michael was disciplining the son. He, he, he said, should you have done that? Should you have done that? Come and sit down. Then he picked him and put him on his lap. Discipline plus comfort. Not go on forever. Don't come here again. Discipline out of frustration and of poverty. And your lack of sufficiency. If you don't clap, you are the one I'm talking about. All of When you ask my son about my past, when I was raising him, he said, my dad had issues. <laughs> He said, my father had issues when I was growing up. All the poverty I put on the boy. He said, my father, his testimony to others is my father had issues. But today's testimony is different. Because when I was a child, I behaved like a child. But when I grew up by divine wisdom, I gave up childish. Are you clapping for divine wisdom? Are you clapping that we are getting better? Are you clapping that we are becoming better parents? <laughs> he had issues but he has sorted and is still sorting out that you should buy divine wisdom when you read Genesis 18-19 listen to God's testimony about Abraham I know him I know him that he will command his children and his household after him and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham what he has spoken. I know Abraham who teaches children my way. So, I have more, but let me give you the points. Number one, God has ordained fathers as priests. 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 And not just priests, but teaching priests. In your home, you are the priest in your home. And you must not just be a priest or the pastor or the shepherd there. You must be a teaching priest. Teaching your children God's ways. Don't just be a priest. You are the spiritual head of your home. But you must be a teaching priest. You sh- it says you shall teach them to know and serve God with your mouth and with your heart and by example. So don't just tell them pray. Let them see you pray. Amen. 
Let them see you what? My son walked into my house two days ago. I was in my study praying. He put his head through the door and saw me praying. Then he just did this. <laughs> and then took off. Don't just say pray. Let them see you pray. Every father is God's ordained priest over his house. Listen, it's not the principles that we teach that impact our family. It's the examples we live. It's not the principles we teach. It's the examples that they see after we preach. It's understanding in the house. That means only spiritual fathers beget spiritual sons. So fathers serve their families by doing and demonstrating what they say. Shout amen. So your exemplary life is the most you can give to your children. Your principles, our principles will not produce without our examples. No matter how many principles we propound or put forward, it's our examples that speak the loudest. So when we say, clean the house or something, we must be doing it. Nothing will work with our examples like preaching and showing. Showing, preaching. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1, please put Acts chapter 1 verse 1. It says, Jesus, the things which he began to do and to teach. To do and to teach. To do, ever say to do and to teach. Say to do and to teach. See, you do it and then you teach it. So it's easy for them to what? They can see it. They can see what you are teaching. To do and to what? Teach. See, we are called to father a generation, not just a church. Now, please pay attention to this one. We are called to father a generation, not just a church. We are supposed to establish God's kingdom on earth, not just a church. The church is just the instrument, but it's not the ultimate. Are you understanding? We are not supposed to go to church. We are supposed to become the church. It's not going to church. It's being the church. So it's not teaching. It's being it. Are you understanding? We are not supposed to just go to church. We are, this world is not waiting for people who go to church. They are waiting for people who have become the church. The light. The wisdom. The answers. The solutions. When they are speaking, they are solutions to this earth's woes. They are the light of the world. They are the salt of the earth. They are the city set on the hill. They are solution providers. They are wisdom banks. We are not supposed to just go to church. We are supposed to be the church. We are not supposed to just say we are fathers. We must be their fathers. Be it. <laughs> One of the characteristics I enjoy a lot, I think it's number five, when I get there. A father is a provider. Oh, I love providing for my family and for our church. That's why I tell you, listen, my best legacy for you Members of House of Judah, by the time I'm finished, it's not what I gave you, either money or substance, which I will, but it's what I left inside you to produce it at a go at any time, wherever you are, because I will not always be around. What you leave in them is what matters. What we left in our children is what they are using. Seldom do they ask us for advice, and seldom do we tell them, do this and do that. What the children will wear, what they will eat, where they go, where they don't go. We have no say in it because it is their life. If they need help, they will ask. But we don't volunteer advice till it is requested. We can say, give her cough mixture. If she decides to give her beniling, that's her, that's her child. I can't force myself as a grandfather on... It, he's not, that's what my twin brother says. 
Why have you put your grandchildren's picture all over your phone, profile picture? Go and give birth to yours. I told you when I was giving birth to my third one, have another one. Look at what you are doing with Baba's picture all over the place. Go and get yours. I said I couldn't because when I was going to do that, the third, my wife said, for him, for her to give us a child, another child, is I'll have to carry her around. And I can't carry myself. How can I carry her? Your clapping has gone. Cottonwood Publications presents the Financial Freedom Pack. The four newly released books by the author and prolific writer, Dr. Michael Hottonwood. Titles are 21 Reasons Why No Believer or a Pastor Should Be Poor, How to Get Out of Debt and Stay Out of Debt, Steps to Becoming Debt Free, Why Budgeting is Not an Option, and Reasons Why People Walk in Lack. Order your copies today by calling 0208-689-6010 or order online at Amazon.co.uk, www.hathajuda.org. UK or michaelhottonwood.org debit or credit card accepted secure online payments by visa card mastercard charge card stored value card each card and paypal <laughs>